All right. Good morning. Well, to the two of you, certainly. Uh, for our audience, we never really have any knowledge of what time of day you guys are watching this <laughs> or listening to the podcast. Uh, but if you are catching us live this morning, then, uh, well, good morning to those of you that are in the Pacific Mountain and Central time zones. Um, and that's about the extent of it, unless you're watching from Hawaii, then welcome uh, to the show. So I am your host, Adam Smith. This is our fifth season, 11th episode of How I Met Your Mortgage, uh, put on by Just the Tips Coaching. I am uh, one of the coaches there, as is Jen Weibower and our marketing director as well. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Adam. And we have a really cool guest for you guys today, a, another uh, local per se, at least local to Colorado, and another animal lover. I think we were doing oh, math yeah. before we went live, and we have something like 312 dogs and 64 <laughs> cats and a bird um, combined between the three of us. But please, welcome to the show, Taryn Simmental. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, Taryn, we've obviously been following you for some time, and so you're aware, and obviously any of our audience that's new to the show is aware, we've got a pretty stringent vetting process before we start inviting people to be guests on our show. Our audience, those of you watching and listening, are probably in sales, most likely in real estate or in mortgage origination, and we want to bring people onto the show that we know do good works. They produce, they do a decent volume of business, that they're not total douchebags. That's hard to do when it comes to real estate agents and mortgage originators. <laughs> um, so we, we weed this uh, herd, as it were. We thin the herd pretty uh, carefully and pretty thoroughly before we get to this point. Um, but Taryn was asking us before we went live, what are we going to talk about? And really, Taryn, we're going to talk about you. Uh, this should be a subject you're familiar with. I actually don't like talking about myself. You so don't like I mean, talking about yourself? I don't. Oh, this will be unique then. <laughs> All right. So let's let's keep it relatively well focused to what you do and how you do it. Sure. So let's get into the Wayback Machine for a minute and give us some insight as to how you got into this crazy business. Okay. Well, so I've been doing it for about eight years and... I, I'm from Illinois. So we, um, born and raised in Illinois, and then we moved to Colorado. Um, I was here for about a year before getting into real estate, but my husband bought a sprinkler business from somebody and his wife was a realtor looking for a showing agent. And it just kind of, I was like, oh, I could do that. So I started out as a showing agent and then it just flowed into becoming a full-time realtor. Um, Prior to being a realtor in Illinois, I was a bank manager, So, but it started out as a teller there. So it's always kind of been that entry level and then move up. Moving on up. Yeah. Okay. And I am guessing that that means, uh, knowing what I know about your current situation, that you've had at least two different companies, as it were, in your eight years. That is correct. So I was with the same team for six years, almost six years, and then... Went out on my own in 2020, right before lockdown. So, oh, yeah, like right before, like end of February, beginning of March. So, how did yeah. that go? You know, it kind of the silver lining there is it gave me time to get my stuff set up because I was just, you know, home and showings for a little bit got cut off completely. So, really wasn't right. going anywhere. Um, and so, it really gave me some time to focus. 
on getting everything ramped up. You know, we didn't talk about it much, uh, even through that era, although it is kind of hard to uh, remember, but there actually were a couple of weeks where the real estate business just came to a grinding halt. It did. Um, it there did. was probably 10 days or two weeks where the uh, the governor, the the governor here in Colorado, just said, "No, don't don't show homes, <laughs> don't go into people's homes, don't don't do any of that." And then I want to say there was another week or ten days where, yeah, okay, you can go look at homes, but uh, appraisers can't go into homes, inspectors yeah. can't go into homes, the, all the uh, the you know supporting businesses, all the affiliate businesses weren't able to do that, so um, it really didn't matter. Yeah, right. you could go look at a house, and if you liked it, then great you liked it yeah that was, exactly. that was about the extent of it um that was a brief period but i i don't know it was probably what two or three weeks all told i would say so and then i think they realized well people need to have a house so yeah. you're kind of important um and then it was just more so like okay so how do we navigate this need to make sure we're following all the rules so always looking really closely at the agent remarks because I mean, we, you need to do that anyways, because people have cameras and I tell people, I'm like, they're not going to like you if you don't follow the rules. So it was making sure you had the gloves and that you had your sanitizers. And I can remember sanitizer, you couldn't get your hands on it and I needed it for my listings. So there was like a distillery selling a ton of it. So I went and just bought up a ton and I, I actually still have a lot of it. I'm sure. And I do remember that distillery uh, changing one of their operations over to an alcohol based Yes. Uh, sanitizer and uh, redoing the packaging. And it was really fantastic. Oh, they were pushing that. so much out too. I it was crazy how much they were selling. Well, and you still have a supply. I still have a plenty. Surplus. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I really like the idea of not necessarily the timing of when you decided to make this change. <laughs> right. um, not that any of us could have predicted a pandemic. That was, you know, well, human nature is funny. We, uh, we don't really believe something could happen until it's happening. Um, so that's that's a big piece of this. But I think that it was an important time for everybody. You just kind of got it by default for us to really focus on putting things together and systems and processes and so on and so forth. So yeah. by default, your timing was really, really good. What kinds of things did you learn or navigate or put into action in that time frame that you think have propelled you over these last two years? Well, you know, I, I've always done videos with people if they need it, but that became even more important, you know, being able to go over documents with people through Zoom or whatever the case may be. Um, and I would say that's carried over too, because it also brought out in people that they don't necessarily want to meet face to face all the time. So it's helpful to, to be more fluent in those options. Um, I always do 3D tours on my listings. I didn't always before, and now I just do, always. You know, It was so important at that time, I think, because people were scared to go into houses sometimes, and there were sellers that were really not wanting a lot of people through, um, or you, know, you could only have one group within a certain time period, and it couldn't be the whole family. So having those 3D tours and whatnot has been a good thing to always just, it's a default. We just always do it. So um, even today, I mean, there's, and it might just be a copy paste situation, but there are still some agents that have really stringent rules within their agent remarks still that about only two adults and their realtor, you know, or only one and their realtor. So. Okay. But I do think that 
a, a, a byproduct, a societal byproduct of what we dealt with two years ago and the kinds of things that you're explaining that mm-hmm. we've become more efficient. Um, and maybe that's also by default that we've become more efficient because I don't really want to go into somebody's house and look at it unless I'm really interested. Yeah. And I'm able to weed out ones that I may or may not be really interested in because of a virtual tour. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, Far more detailed, far more accurate, far more feeling, I guess, is the way to put it. I can really kind of get a grip on what the house is like with a virtual tour than I could with just listing photos or those kinds of things prior to, well, certainly prior to them being available, 3D tours being available. But probably as the consumer, as a member of this, I want instant gratification society. I want things to be simple society. I want technological advances society. I would be willing to bet that the real estate community is saving a ton of time, effort, money, et cetera, by doing it that way. Particularly today, I'll bet I'm weeding out houses looking at that virtual tour that I'm not making you drive around to at five bucks a gallon. Exactly. This is true. Right. So <laughs> yes. even with the added expense of the virtual tour, we're probably saving time and money. Time is money. Mm-hmm. And we're probably saving both time and money by being able to do this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, seeing, seeing the flow of the house, right? Because you don't yeah. necessarily know where things are located. So being able to do that is huge. Huge. Oh, I hate listings without a floor plan. I know. No, it's the worst. If you a virtual tour, at least please put in a floor plan. Yep, absolutely. So that I can kind of get in my head what that flow is going to look like. Yes. Really cool. That is really smart stuff. Okay, so yeah, I would say virtual tours are probably big, big on the list for real estate agents as far as systems that we should have put in place over the last couple of years if we weren't doing it already. Exactly. Yep, completely agree. And it's better for the seller. They don't want a bunch of people looky-loos trampling through. You know. Yeah, agreed. And some of that may be a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And some of it may just be a result of the fact that a lot of people don't like people. It's true. Right. That really was exposed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've definitely shown uh, which people. And don't get me wrong. If you're not a people person, if you're a bit misanthropic, whatever the case may be, then I'm ecstatic for you. The technology has advanced so dramatically in the last couple of years so that you don't have to interact with people as much as you used to. It's true. Good on you. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, yeah we were, we were really me. able to also, again, the efficiency piece, figure out what aspects do we always need to be a part of? I don't go to all my closings. I really don't. And that's a bit controversial, I think, to people when I tell them that. But I don't. Sometimes people, I think, wonder, like, do you even have a purpose to really be here? Oh, I got to get my check. You know, it's well, kind of tacky. And you got to sign a document. One. You, one, right. which can be e-signed of also. Course, yeah. You know, so I go to the walkthroughs, of course, and, and do the big ta-da and the big to-do, but it's not always efficient to go sit for an hour. Oh, I'll, I'll do you one worse. And you know, it's not an hour. You're lucky if it's an hour. Yeah. It's exactly. two. And <laughs> yeah. I used to go to them. Yeah. And I would sit there in the corner you know, that nobody puts baby in a corner unless the baby is named Adam and he's the mortgage originator and he's at a closing. Um, and um, there were, you know, two documents to sign, which, of course, could be e-signed or signed ahead of time or after the fact. Whatever totally. The case may be. And it was actually a, a, someone I would consider a mentor, uh, a mortgage originator in uh, New Mexico, Greg Frost. Props to Greg, who said to me, God, I don't know, 20 years ago, they don't even want you at the closing. They just want your money. 
So yeah, yeah and the and, and with the volume of closings that we do, I would do nothing else. Right. I would sit in closings all day, every day, nonstop if I attended closings. Um, but, you know, I think part of it was that, well, I think humans believe that people think about us more than they actually do. Uh, yes. Right. And, and mm -hmm. I actually may have had some subconscious belief that people were thinking about me not being at the closing and they're not. No. They don't care. They're thinking about their new house. They're thinking about unloading the old house. I mean, whatever the case may be, whatever their circumstances are, but they're not thinking about us. They've got other things on their mind. Exactly. And I tell them, I'm like, I've got my phone. Any questions arise, which they very rarely do. I got you. You know, Call me. get them answered. Yeah. Yep. So okay. that's been a big efficiency thing, too. And also kind of something I realized from the pandemic, because we weren't going to closings. Uh, we, in a lot of cases, we weren't allowed. Right. The title company said essential people only <laughs> don't show up here. Exactly. Right? So I'm like, I guess I don't really need to go anyway. It doesn't really make a big difference. So. No, I think long term, it doesn't. Um, I do think it's important that if you're not, you are easily accessible. Yep. Um, and certainly everybody on my team is that way, myself included. But yeah, you're right. I think it's become a process where the title companies are so skilled their closers are so well educated they know these documents backward and forward uh the cfpb stepping in and requiring that everything gets reviewed days in advance on and on we've really eliminated the need for you to be there yep All right. totally Let, yep. let's go backwards a little bit again because you know not that we have any script here for those of you watching or listening we don't script shit we have no idea what we're actually going to talk about uh, but you started with this other brokerage as uh, essentially a buyer's agent, a showing agent. Yep. How long did you do that for? Oh, gosh, I mean, I think it was short term. I, I want to say maybe a month or two or something like that, that okay. I did that. Yeah. Before I just became a full-time realtor. Okay. Um, and I did work with buyers still for a long time before I got dabbling into listings. Okay. You're still yeah. relatively new to Colorado at that time, a year or so. Yes. Where's your business coming from so at that time? At that time, it was a team. So a lot of online leads, Okay, which are their own animal, right? Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some value to it. I like online leads for a number of reasons. The ability to build up your database, to build up your audience, to sure. connect with people in other avenues, social media, whatever the case may be. But they are difficult. That is a challenging environment to work. Mm -hmm. um, there are ways to make it successful, but it is hard. It um, is. So at some point you weaned yourself off of that teat. Yep. And because it had started to become repeat and referral, because you were discovering other lead gen methods, what did that look like? You know, I mean, even now it's, it's referrals or everything, you know, and that's where our business comes from. Um, and I do some farming as well within my neighborhood, but honestly, that all comes from referrals too. just getting business done and then being referred on our, you know, Facebook page or whatever the case. Um, and that's been really successful. Um, I, I did pot buys for a while within my farm and I think it can be very effective for people. I'm, I'm a little iffy on that. I think it depends. Um, but I do do pot buys for my clients. Okay. You know, and I don't do them all the time. I like a quarterly Popeye and I try to make it something of real value rather than just something silly, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, so I'm an animal lover, which we kind of talked about, but so I implement a lot of that into my Popeyes too. Like I'll pay your adoption fees and go get a friend from the shelter and things like that. 
Oh, that is that's really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we love hearing that. And yes, if you are in Terrence's neighborhood, <laughs> which is where. So I'm in Wolf Ranch, which is in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were down my way. Yeah. Then, we, then please, for the love of Pete, <laughs> connect with Taryn and get her to pay your adoption fees. Exactly. And go rescue an animal. This is yes. fantastic. Even a bird or a fish. They have everything. That, that is so cool. Whatever you Yeah, right. Get. We, we uh, it's probably been 10 years, but we used to adopt rats. Yes, they have lots of rats and guinea pigs and bunnies. And there's a chinchilla right now. There's like a peacock. <laughs> A peacock. It's like a, it's called a peafowl. I don't even know what it is exactly. I, it's funny that we're talking about this because I just sent the link to a friend yesterday that was talking about getting a small animal. I'm like, oh, you got to go to the shelter. There's tons. Okay. And now our entire audience knows there's no way in hell we scripted this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we would not be talking about peafowl. Right. On a lead gen <laughs> podcast. Absolutely. But they get everything. So, I mean, I'm on the board of the Humane Society here in Colorado Springs. So they're an open admission shelter. So they get ducks and pigs and horses that, of course, don't stay there. They get transferred. But, mm-hmm. yeah. To a large animal facility, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So, but since you brought it up, <laughs> I would be willing to bet... and. I, it's not that I'm willing to bet. It's just kind of a known quantity. And for those of you listening, if you want to increase your business, volunteer for a board position. Yeah. Find something you're passionate about. You're already going to have something in common with the other people in that organization, on that board, whatever the case may be, right? We've already got a toehold on a rapport. We both are passionate about the Humane Society, about rescuing animals, about pets, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is something that probably lends to the other side of that coin in your real estate business. Mm -hmm. You're probably also coming across people that have specific property needs based on those animals. Yes. Right? I'm sure. It's a very, Uh, Colorado Springs is a very dog city anyway. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Every, all of us up and down the front range and probably all over the state. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's insane. I don't know if it's, well, per capita, it probably exceeds even Manhattan, which is like 8 million people and 4 million pets. (laughs) So yeah, it's, but I would say probably at least, if not more, 50% of the population here has at least one animal and it's probably more. Uh, I think the two of you eclipsed me, but tell us again, Taryn, five dogs. So no, so we have three dogs. I would have five if I could, but I have three dogs. And then we do have the bird, which is my daughter's. And we have a bearded dragon that I didn't mention as well. A bearded dragon. So cool. All right. And Jen, currently three dogs. If we count Lyric. Yeah. Three and three. Three and three. three. You have Lyric there. Uh, Yep. She's behind me snoring away. Okay. Three and three. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So uh, obviously this is a great avenue, not just for exercising some goodwill, exercising some philanthropy, whether it's time or money. And I think, you know, when I was a kid, my dad said, yeah, when you're young, you donate your time. And when you're old, you donate your money. And it's a sliding scale in between. Mm -hmm. And while you're able to do all this great work, there's a byproduct of it being good for your business. Right. And it helps people get to know who you are. It's something you're passionate about. So then they, you know, they're oh. like, oh, I, you know, Nailed that relate on to that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because people actually do want to know today who you are, not what you do. Right. I promise you, all of you listening, all of you watching, these people all know Taryn's in real estate. She's making sure that that base is covered. She's she's 
been through sales and marketing 101. She knows that her audience knows she's in real estate. She doesn't have to worry about it. She wants to make sure her audience knows who she is, that she's an animal lover, that she is into rescuing animals, that she is, this is a big piece of who we are. It's authentic. It's transparent. And the majority of the world is sick and tired of being somebody's target audience. Mm -hmm. We don't want that shit anymore. I don't want to know that you're in real estate. I do want to know that you have a bearded dragon. Right. Hey, I have a bearded dragon. I don't. <laughs> but, a lot of people do, though. But a lot of people do, including yeah. people who want to buy and sell homes in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's so that's an important piece of the puzzle, John. I see my <laughs> uh, my cousin or my cousin's husband, John, in uh, Phoenix, who is also a real estate agent, commenting that we have a pig. And yes, John, we know you have Aww. a pig. In fact, John's pig is a deaf pig. Oh, I can't hear. Um, they have had this pig for quite a while now, and I constantly make jokes about when they're going to eat it, which apparently <laughs> never. Um, but yeah, it's really cool stuff. And yeah, John, hopefully, and Lauren, his wife, my cousin, are using, not using the pig. <laughs> We're going to get a pig so that we can get more real estate business. No, I don't mean like that, but that they're making their audiences know that they have a pig. And they do. I see plenty of Facebook and Instagram, uh, both my cousin and even their daughter, Talking about the pig. They also have dogs and other pets. Pigs well, are like but, dogs. Pigs are a um, lot like dogs. I understand pigs are smarter than dogs. I've heard that. Yeah. 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 Does he um, eat pork? I'm just curious. I, I have no idea. John, uh, ping us back, <laughs> man. Do you eat? And I only ask that because I've heard remember. differing opinions on that, too. That sometimes people who own a pig are like, I don't eat pork. Huh. Okay. Well, I know plenty of people that have chickens and exactly, yeah, and I'm and are still all about those nuggets. I mean, I oh yes, John does eat pork. Okay, there you go. Very cool. Oh, lots of pork. (laughs) Lots of lots of pork. We are a bacon fan. See, and they were. I think it was them that were looking for names for the pig when they first got. I said Chris P. Bacon. Oh, the classic name for a pig in my mind, Chris. Um, but yeah, that didn't go over well. And I don't remember that particular pig's name, but as far off of the subject of what we can do in our lead gen activities and our life activities and our transparent and authentic living our life kind of activities, this one is brilliant. If you're an animal lover, let people know that, Yeah, you know, these are the kinds of things. Um, I remember having a coaching client years ago that was a vegan and great. And she wasn't really letting the people in that community know that she was in real estate or in the vegan restaurants or in the vegan grocery stores. She was really tight-lipped about what her business was. And when she finally loosened up about it, it actually made an impact. Yeah. I said, yeah, you're, you're for the general type of marketing prospecting legion that you're doing, you don't know that vegans are checking out your Facebook page. It might be people from the Cattlemen's Association, and they're not going to use you to buy a home. Right. So, yeah, play to your tribes. In this case, guys, Terrence, one of Terran's tribes happens to be the Humane Society. Yeah. Rescuing animals, having pets, not, I, and of course, you know, well, I don't say I am not all about people that don't have pets, um, but I got news for all of you. If my dog doesn't like you, odds are good I don't like you. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to like jet. my. You don't have to like my dog, but my dog better like you. 
yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Well, while we're on the subject, what other tribes do you have, Taryn? You're a parent. I'm a parent. So of you course, spend you spend know, time with the kids' schools, their activities. Yep. Yep. So right. that's another thing too. And again, I don't go there talking about being a realtor necessarily, but it, it, it comes, it just comes up through the flow of a conversation sometimes, you know, unintentionally. Of course. Um, you know, and I think that's helpful. No one wants to feel like they're being sold or that's the only reason you're talking to them or anything uh, like that. You know? We don't want to be sold. No. Our entire lives, all we've been is sold. Yep. It's, it's from television, the internet, print media, on and on and on. We've been sold every day of our lives and we're tired of it. Yes, people do want authentic. That's it. And we all yeah. do. Absolutely. Yeah. But knowing that it's going to come up because this human psychology or certainly American human psychology, if it's somebody we don't know well, people ask, what do you do? Yeah. Well, you better have a response for that, a semi-canned response that's going to help you generate leads. And if they do know us, they're going to ask, how's work? Yeah. Same kind of thing. Well, you know, I was really hoping to close 500 deals this year. I think I'm going to fall short. Do you know anybody that wants to buy or refinance? I have that, you know, half-assed script embedded in the back of my brain so that if somebody does ask me how's work, I'm going to tell them I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to, I've got a goal. I'm going to fall short of it. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. Let me ask you this one since we're on this subject Um, anyway, because my favorite one is what do you tell people when they ask, how's the market? (laughs) I say it's crazy crazy. (laughs) or that it's bananas, you know, Um, it's really good, but it's also, especially right now, I think it's, it's unknown. A lot of it, right? I mean, it is. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's well, if anything, over the last couple of years, we've learned that it's unpredictable. Yes, and I, I do follow all these different projections to try to get an idea, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I'll just tell people it's crazy. You know, it's we're getting it done. But especially from a buyer's perspective, we prepare them out the gate. You know, don't get too attached to you know any home in particular. We'll get you one. Um, it could be the first one but it might be the third one, but just, you know, or the hang 30, in there. third one. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, luckily, I mean, we've been listing heavy for a while. It's, it's, it's more, it's 50, 50, I guess, buyers and listings, but you know, listings have leverage. So that's been, that's been really good. Um, a lot of my sellers though, move away, you know, cause yeah. what are they going to do? <laughs> you know, it's right. Where are you going to go? Right. I mean, that's a big part of the inventory issue is, you know, people, where am I going to go and would it make sense to move? Um, So a lot of them have moved away or they, you know, aren't building new or have been in that process. Item number 112 of why there's a housing shortage, but yeah, it is on that list. No question. Poor Jen, who is on the house hunt, I think. Yeah. How's it going? (laughs) I had an offer accepted last week, but I had to walk away from it because of the HOA. Um, the woman was horrific and really nasty about dogs. Ironically, we're talking about dogs and I called to be upfront and find out their whole policy. And I just decided it wasn't a battle I wanted to fight. So they allowed two pets, two pets. Well, the big thing was she said that my ESAs had to count and I had to prove to her why I needed them, which. And that they're not over 45 pounds, 40 pounds, 40 pounds, even if they're an ESA and that's uh, really not exactly legal so i was gonna say yeah i think well at least you found that out you know and you had that out from the contract yeah but you know 
it'll it'll happen. Yes, I've and then it, months, it, it'll so. all make sense then too. I tell people that because I see it all the time. You're like, okay, this made sense now. Why right. we struggled because this is the house that we're supposed to have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and you think a lot of buyers when they do finally land that property are having that revelation? That's what I've had I had experience with. I mean, even over the years, I really do feel that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if every buyer feels that way. I think some people feel like I had to settle, you know, or, or whatever the case, but it's a great investment. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. to go back to the question, and we could probably talk about the latter part of this conversation forever. And yeah, Jen, I know we're going to run over um, <laughs> just a little, I promise. Um, the response I've always loved to house the market is, well, are you buying, selling or investing? Yeah. Now, the answer to all three of those is it's great. If you're a buyer, yeah, interest rates are only going up. Home prices are only going up. Hell, even if you don't love the house you buy, sit on it for a couple of years. You may very well turn, you know, 50% on that investment and yeah. go find something you do like. Or you decide home ownership's not for you. You want to rent? Fine. Sell it and go back to renting, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're selling, ooh, boy. Yeah, the market's pretty <laughs> good right now. Obviously, there are other inherent issues like where am I going to go? But if I'm making a major downsize, if I'm moving out of state, if I'm going to expat, if work is transferring me, whatever, uh, so be it. And yeah, investing when there's a housing shortage, um, yeah, I don't think this can be beat. I think we all know full well that there are major corporate entities out there, real estate trusts and the mm -hmm. like, building entire developments to be rentals. Yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah, if you want to play in that market, we certainly highly recommend that too. Okay, so yeah, and I, I will stop my diatribe about how to answer all of you listening and watching. If someone asks you, how's the market? Say, are you buying, selling, or investing? It's, it's a great response. Because now you can narrow down to, well, what pain points they're going to have, which is what you're going to solve, which is what we do in sales. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to talk about all the great things of whatever that particular segment happens to be. All right. Yep. Jen, what am I missing? What do you want to ask Taryn? This is fantastic. Please make sure you get her booked for another episode. Right. I just want to go hang out at the animal shelter. Right. It's I mean, fun. You got to go to the fur ball. The fur ball is coming up. That's a fun, fun time. Okay. Whatever that is, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's in May. All right. And I'm that's in. actually how I got my Springer Spaniel because he was in the pet parade. And then oh my, my husband and I saw him. We were like, oh my gosh. Um, we'd had some wine as well, but in the morning we quickly went to the shelter and got, you know, if we were first in line, we were there before they opened the door so that we could grab him. So that's amazing. I mean, yeah. how smart let's combine alcohol with cute pets and see how many people show up to adopt them. The and a little time. emotion. Cause they'll right. always have a really good video, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm surprised you only brought home one. I would do, my husband draws the line. He's like, we're not, not as much wine. <laughs> like I said, we live in Wolf Ranch. So, I mean, we can only have so many. Okay. That's fair. So. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, Jen, take us home. Tell us what else is going on in the wide world of just the tips. So social media day Denver tickets are officially on sale as of Friday. I saw so, people were already buying them. Yeah. So Thursday, June 30th is social media day Denver 2022. Uh, it will be at Metro State University. One day event full of social media and mindset content. We're really excited. Mm. Um, yeah. So those tickets are on early bird for $99 right now. The price will go up in a couple weeks. So if you want to go, now is the time to grab your ticket. We are also still looking for sponsors. So if you or anyone you know wants to sponsor 
Social Media Day Denver, we would love to have you. Um, you can find out all about Social Media Day Denver and everything about us by texting TIPS to 63566. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can book a free hour of coaching, uh, all of our recent videos, links to the podcast, which I don't know what's going on with the podcast, but it's kind Zoom of exciting. Yeah, it is yeah, taking I, off. I so. can't believe the the volume of people consuming this content all of a sudden is yeah. Looney Tunes. It's crazy. We were up over 900% of listeners last week. So awesome. craziness. So thank you to everybody who's listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah, if you want to find out anything about us, just text tips to 63566. Very cool. Well, Taryn, thank you. I know that it is difficult to carve out this kind of time on a Monday morning. Um, but yeah, this has been a fantastic episode, conversation, piece for us. Um, and yeah, we would love to have you back. Oh, I'd love to come back. This was fun. Good. Awesome. Good. I'm glad you thought so. I wasn't so sure when we uh, were talking uh, before going live. So how Tara was, you know, we're talking about your dorky headset. I know. Did, did you change clothes? Were you wearing it? Were you I had a jacket. All... I'm like, I'm going to take it off. All right. Yeah. I thought you went all yeah. Diana Ross on us and changed outfits in between sets. Cool. <laughs> all right. So that'll do it for us. Thank you all for tuning in. We do typically do this every week um at 10 30 mountain time if you want to catch it live but obviously you can catch us in syndication and the text code that jen rattled off will give you the links on how to do that and other than that we'll see you guys next week sounds good thank you